the information provided is for educational entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome to today's episode of the Minding My Black Business Podcast. And I'm your host, Dr. Janae Taylor. And on today's episode, we have joining us a really good friend of mine, Wanda Swan. Wanda is one part charm and two parts black girl magic. When not leaning on a nearby wall to tell stories about her childhood in rural Mississippi, or freestyling rapping in traffic, or actively containing her black rage within the creative outlet of delivering atomic petty shade to all things related to and aligned with white supremacy, she directs efforts to educate future change agents and support survivors of oppression and violence in a higher education setting. Wanda is a National Nova Award winner in Campus Victim Advocacy, and she's accepted that our God-given talent is to sit with the suffering and hold their truths. She has been embedded in the violence prevention and advocacy movement for nearly 10 years and understands the importance of achieving a balance between activists, academics, social justice you gonna get this 40-page proposal to create impactful change and like it, Wanda, and ratchet aspiring twerk teen captain F your respectability politics, petty, black, fat, nappy feminist, Wanda. She resides in Atlanta, Georgia with her roommate, a pit chocolate lab mix named Hershey Coco Puff. Ladies and gentlemen, family, let's welcome Wanda. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. To a new podcast episode of Minding My Black Business. It's your girl, Dr. Janae Taylor, and I am excited to have you here with us today. I have joining us one of my dearest friends, Miss um, LaWanda Swan. Uh, the LaWanda Swan is what I really should say. And uh, <laughs> so thank you, LaWanda, for joining us today. Thank you for having me, friend. Thank you for. Let me be in the mind of my black business space. I feel yes. like a royal rose petals before. Got well, it. I'm royalty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh <laughs> I'm showing out now. So um there is tons for us to talk about. In fact, we already had like a pregame for this episode. Um but before we get into the to the goodness of the matter, can you Tell us about your business. Tell us about sure. your business. Awesome. No problem. So um, I am Wanda Swan, and I am the owner of Seed of the Free LLC. Um, Seed of the Free LLC is an online novelty shop that addresses different forms of oppression using a thin veil of comedy. So uh, I have a cast of characters known. Uh, my lead character is a woman of color. Um, who whose name is Patina. Uh, Patina builds herself as a full-time oppression slayer and a part-time twerk team captain. What would get it, get it. Um, and she has, as a best friend, she has a, a zany cast of characters, actually, um, who uh, live and work and exist around her. Her best friend is called Homegirl Hallie. Uh, Homegirl Hallie is... Uh, 
an active co-captain and choreographer of the Fluff and Stuff plus size twerk team and a in a reformed tooth chipper and former sex worker who is now a community activist and avid online dater. Um, we also have white feminism who uh, is, is uh, a character um, in this world of petty truths. Uh, so I, I guess I should also take a step back. So Seed of the Free itself is um, a company that uh, its aim and its goal is to uplift and to create space uh, and empowerment of identity truths, right? Through the promotion of critical dialogue and authenticity of voice. Uh, Petty Truth is a product line under that umbrella. And it's a signature line of satirical and uh, political stationary novelty items. And Nina is the strong female lead as she is self-appointed to address daily microaggressions and layers of oppression, right? And so Patina exists in this world, um, for lack of a better phrase, where shit just happens to and around her every day. And it's just like, oh, here goes some more stuff out. You know, that hurts, you know, I'm a human, you know? And so, um, so in this world, there's white feminism, there's Hotel Hakeem, and there's Mr. Patriarchy. Um, and these are all extensions of my imagination that I have been using to actually deal with the black race that I have inside of me. Uh, I tell people often that it is a container for my black race, for the simple. And it started off as just uh, an outlet whenever I would hear stories of my friends, um, whenever there were microaggressions or uh, any other forms of oppression that would come up, specifically in the workplace with a different dynamic, uh, I would be like, oh, you need a damn petty card. Baby. Let me write you a petty card. And then it became real. Um, it became real. It was this voice who was brave and unapologetic, but still struggled, right? It, and it was it's more so of a, it's a holler if you hear me, amen corner kind of uh, greeting part. And so we address, um, we, we address police brutality. We address uh, white supremacy. We address um, the, for lack of a better phrase, uh, we address the internal racism, uh, internalized racism and sexism that exists within our own community. Just uh, a, 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 a full array of experiences, and it is um, a greeting card business that um, so, uh, very happily supports um, the uh, excitement of other people. But this is, I wrote this for a very specific audience. Mm-hmm. These are for black. Right. These are for specifically black women. Um, and, and this is my voice and hopefully my gift just to be able to say, I see you, I hear you, um, and this is for you. So, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing those gifts. And what I will do is add, uh, oh, well, tell the people how they can reach you. Tell the people how they can find you and Petty Truths and Patina. 
Well, I've been doing a couple different things. So officially, uh, my website is www.seed, S-E-E-D, of the free LLC.com. Um, and so on Facebook, I am Seed of the Free. On Twitter, I am at Petty, P-E-T-Y underscore Truths, T-R-U-T-H-S. Um, on Insta, I am at Seed of the Free LLC. Um, underscores in the spaces. Um, yeah. Perfect. That That's how I can be. I have a couple different handles, but I am out there. And so for those who might be driving, I don't want you to write that down. What I will do... <laughs> <laughs> it's create that uh, that information under the show notes. Um, so if you're not able to, uh, if your hands aren't free to write that information down, then I will provide that um, under the this particular episode's show notes. So you'll have that available because we definitely want to make sure that um, you get a chance to check out Lawanda's um, website, check out her goods, which are awesome, as well as follow her movement. Um, so I wonder, we talked for a minute before I press record <laughs> about, um, essentially black rage, which I think falls very much in line with, um, seat of the free. And so one of the things that I thought that this would be a good sort of addition to my, um, a previous episode where I just sort of checked in on fellow black entrepreneurs to see how they were doing. Um, and, you know, that was in response to what happened in Charlottesville um, very recently. Um, but this could have easily been any other day, any other weekend, any other hour. And so what it brought up for me was the idea of um, what do you do with that? What do you do with um anger that you have not just in response to the event um but to watching uh really white people sort of explain or make sense of either to themselves or to us that we get to sort of watch them do um sometimes that can even be more frustrating than the event itself so um before i get into the nuances of that i just wanted to check in on you so how are you doing um, on you know a few days post this event, how have things been going for you? That is a very considerate question. I, I just want to thank you for asking that question. I was online uh, and I saw that when you had when you had actually asked that question um, after this had happened in Virginia. Um, and doing just a, a check-in and I was like, dang, I don't know if I've, I have been asked that. And so I, I just wanna thank you for that. Um, this has been, this has been a very, it, 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 it's been a very interesting um, thought process for me. I don't understand, I know how we got here I, I so I grew up in Mississippi. I grew up in the South. I, I have grown up and lived in the South um, all of my life. So this is these ideals are not new to me. Um, but where I am right now in my black rage 
is ain't no negotiating with terrorists. And so all of these, um, all of these uh, young white millennial men who have been identified um, and parsed out from this larger white mob who now feel and this is this disassociation uh, from their actions and who they are telling us who they are. I, I am so done. So I, I'm wrestling with, um, so I, I'm wrestling with not only do you not value me as a human, you think I'm stupid. Like you really think I can't see you. Um, and it, it, it's like the oldest slide of hand trick. And I think that that is above everything else, right? When we talk about trauma, we talk about um, the the process of seeing this over and over and over again and being told constantly that what we see right. is not real. Um, or it's only, it's only a few of us. That That's not how we all think. dealing with. I'm right. like, don't even get me started on this. Not all white people. I want. I, I want to get you started. That, That's why that I had brought that up. Okay. <laughs> so that has been one of my. Um, that is one of my current. Uh, th- this is what I'm doing. I'm trolling, and I, I can say this. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. I'm trolling people on on the social yeah, way ups, yeah. the meads, um, and who are in my existence in space who are saying that not all white people. And I, I have had the opportunity to take stock of in my process and like take stock of who I am, what I need, and how much energy would that take? Because I am not someone who, I know me, I'm not gonna be able to see something on social media. I'm one of those people. I will, t- I will Twitter fight you all day. I will Twitter finger, Facebook fight you all day. But I know that that's not happy. That's not a happy space for me. So I know I have to say something. And what I've been doing lately is I've just been telling white people, nah, like, you know, oh, it's not all white people, da, 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 da. and I'll just go in, nah, stop. And then I'll just leave, I back out, you know. And, but that's where I am right now. Like, I, I am at a space where I'm just like, no. Like, I need to say no. And I'm saying no as often as possible. I don't have the capacity right now to tell you why. I'm not going to teach you. A really good friend of mine uh, posted and said, um, it's not my job to teach you because we don't have that relationship. Because a teacher trusts his students and I don't trust you. And a very good friend. um, Yeah, I mean, it it was just so compelling. And so that was something that really spoke to me. And, and that's how I felt. And so for me, I, I'm not, I'm not going to teach you. Um, a very good friend, Esther Moody Graff, rapper, um, posted that. And I was like, that's, that spoke so deeply to me. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm just saying no when I can. And then I'm leaving. Like, I'm not even going to explain myself. I'm not, because this is the cycle. Like something happens, there is a threat to the lives of marginalized folks. And then we have to go through this whole process of proving who we are, why we deserve to be treated as human, um, why there should be limitations to our humanity, um, and then why we have to explain how historically 
uh, what you're doing is compounding centuries of trauma that has impacted our DNA, that impacts the way we live in these Right. I ain't doing that. Right. No. Right. There are That's plenty of resources out there you f- for you to That's figure right. it out. And, I, and I'm not interested in being your your case study or right. anything other than that. I'm, I'm just not. I'm just not interested. Yeah. So the 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 theme for the day or recently has been now. Nah. <laughs> now. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Just now. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> so do you do you feel like when these things happen because this is the work that you do day in day out um both in a full-time way and um and with <sighs> petty truths and how do you catch your breath like how I just I don't know yeah how do you catch your breath with all this So, yeah. Uh, I so I, I for the purposes of explaining. So I am a in my nine to five life. I direct uh, a violence um, intervention and advocacy program on a college campus in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and I spend every day. Um, Provide as director, I um, am charged with creating um, space and engaging the student community in the work of actively taking up a spot in the movement to end violence, right? Because the ultimate goal is to have these humans come in this space um, with whatever baggage that they have that they're bringing the value systems that. Uh, were placed upon them and that they, you know, or were spoon-fed to them and try to work with them to create their own sense of authenticity or, you know, authentic personhood. And as a part of that, develop a, develop a love and a, and a responsibility to uh, social uplift, right? And being able to leave and <laughs> be better humans than you were when you showed up, right? And so a piece of that is um, getting students to care about uh, these issues that are associated with uh, violence and oppression. So I um, work with providing systems, doing some policy work on college campuses. I work directly with survivors of all forms of violence, um, mostly sexual assault, domestic violence, stalking, um, identity-based targeting, race-based trauma, and other forms of oppression. And I see my work as ending violence by ending oppression. And um, so, yeah, all of this is is intertwined. And this is why I needed, (laughs) this is why I needed to see the degree. This is why I needed to take the truth because there was so much, there's so many layers of oppression when it comes to doing this work. And then you do it at predominantly white institutions as a black woman. Um, And I tell people all the time, Mm -hmm. I am a fat, black, nappy Mm -hmm. black woman from the South. And I understand there's also systems that exist within our higher education systems that place the emotional labor of caring for the students. Uh, yes, on the backs of women of color, and so 
there is a mini complex I think that exists um, and I see mm-hmm. that and I feel that and that shit is real and so I push back on it um, as often as I can by telling people that yeah, yeah. this um, but I think for the most part uh, any truth was is my coping mechanism. Um, it is from everything to dating, from existing, from living um, in this space, in this body, in this work, in this movement. Um, it is my way out of being able to validate myself. And there, and there have been times where I've created like uh, an image or um, a thing for a card, um, for a green card or a postcard. And I'm like, Yo, yeah, this feels real good to me. But I also feel like an alien. I feel like I'm an island experiencing this myself until I'm able to call one of my friends. I'm like, okay, I need you to tell me if this hidden, right? And that, and that has included you. I've been like, yo, uh, I need right. you to tell me if this touches you. Because it touches me, but I, I mean, there's a piece of me. Now I got a lot of, I got a lot of ideas that I'm like, I can't put that out. This is me, and I don't want to, you know. Rah, 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 rah. But um, there are songs that are just that are just very um, telling and poignant, and I feel like it tells a not a, even if it's not a complete narrative. Like there's some threads of truth in it. Uh, that can probably be hella validating. Um, so for other women, your business, even though it's one of liberation and acknowledgement and truth telling, even though you call it petty truths, it's still truth telling. It's also your space. That's how you catch your breath. That's how you um, manage yourself and take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I do that in two ways. I think petty truth is the main way that this is done. Like I, I've been in my field for ten years uh, plus, probably coming up on plus now. Uh, but at least ten years, I've been doing this work and uh, strictly on college campuses, right? Um, and it. Within itself, the the um, I understand that my role is to be a vessel, right? I am a container of secrets for folks, and they come and they tell their deepest, darkest experiences, and they're looking for someone who can tell them, you know, this is this is not right, and this is there's nothing that you did. Uh, that could justify anyone doing this to you. And whether that's sexual violence, whether that's race-based trauma, um, it does not matter, right? Um, There are systems that are at work here um, that are impacting you. And you are, um, you're here. And my my goal is for you to feel validated um, in that, right? So that, so, being that person for that long, holding all of these people in me, I'm carrying all of these people in me, around me, um, 
and not having spaces because advocates on college campuses we don't we don't we don't there's not a lot of us right across the country specifically there's just not a lot of us um, and and the system under which we have to work right where we're doing eight eight to ten different jobs um, and no one takes the time to want to understand what we do there's a lot of a lot of layers of um, possible hindrances that come into doing this work and so see that the free petty truths creating a platform for voices and identities that are not heard um, is one of the uh, most, I think, um, it has been life-affirming salvation given for me. Um, I think the other thing that I do that is, um, yeah, that is highly impactful in me actually staying in this field period is that I show up, I make it a point every day I show up in spaces being my black, fat, nappy, southern mm-hmm. self. And you can like it or you can't. Um, and that is, that can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. And that can be, that's all, always highly political. Um, but I remind people in a way that is comfortable to me that right. I am here. And I ain't mm-hmm. going nowhere. And you will deal. You will deal with every piece of me that makes you uncomfortable. You will right. deal. Um, and when you don't deal, so, you can Okay. Leave. So you have touched and on so, a couple of things that, um, well, you said a whole bunch. I'm here is, just like digesting it. I mean, it's right after lunch, so I'm feeling well nourished. So, uh, you know, as a, a mental health professional, I can completely identify with what you mean or what you're saying around the idea of or the burden of carrying the stories of others or the troubles of others or the whatever um, of others um, and sort of constantly figuring out what you're going to do with that or or actively having to manage it in some way. Um, And at the same time, being in spaces you know, I think that I'm having two thoughts. So I think when people think of helping professionals, because advocacy and um, being a campus advocate falls into that same category. Um, I think sometimes pe- people think of us as like a blank slate, like <laughs> they don't even see uh, our humanness. Uh, and so the idea that you call it what it is, like you're not going to just blank slate me. <laughs> I am all these things with all these commas around it. Um, I'm here to help, but I'm also all these things at the same time. So let's let's make that clear. Um, I think provides. It is political, but it's also right on time. Like that's that's where we need to be. And it also kind of aligns with this same argument or or the thoughts that I have been having around what it means for. um like how do we contain the black rage and be in business and be black entrepreneurs at the same time? Cause I think sometimes um, there might be some fear for entrepreneurs to label themselves as such that. So, you know, I make it very clear that I want to work with black entrepreneurs or in my therapy that my services are exclusively for the black community. This is who I am. Like I, you know, 
make that a priority. And so I hadn't always been that way. I had to get this way. And if there are others who were sort of like me, you know, five, 10 years ago that was sort of struggling with that means to just sort of put that out there with all those labels. Um, There's a part of me that feels sad, but also a part of me that wants to just like help me crack that shell open for them. Um, And so hearing you say that this is how you navigate these spaces, this is how you walk in the door is um, refreshing sounds too small. Um, I I don't really know what word I want to use, but it's sort of right on time. Like I'm like, yeah, this is as as it should be. This is as it should be. So I appreciate you and I appreciate you doing that um, in the spaces that you occupy. Well, I think we have to we have to understand that just by waking up and being and deciding making the decision to interact and interface with society in our purest form we are highly political we are we are separated we are um, dismembered by society into pieces and the pieces of us are equally dangerous as the whole, right? Black hair, black ass, black body, uh, reproductive justice for black women, right? Uh, and black men um, and those along that spectrum. Like it is, we are, like there is no escaping. <laughs> there is no escaping it. And, and I, I take that very seriously. And I also understand that there, there and, and I have talked to people who say, I can't show up the way you show up. And so this is not at all a message that says, oh, just get up and pick out your fro and, and, and you know, and, and, and put your bra on and get it and go. Nah, I'm saying take care of yourself. Um, but the way that I take care of myself, what is most authentic to me, um, I am a reformed tip-tipper, right? A lot of these, like, Homegirl Hallie and Patina are two different sides of who I am. I am a reformed tip-tipper, and I am someone mm-hmm. who uh, comes with the and what attitude. Um, and that is something that propels <laughs> this need for me to, to be in these spaces and be authentic. Um, I... But I, I was there also, right? It, it is it is interesting when, you know, I work in a predominantly white institution and when when people's like, oh, so what, what is it that you're into? Uh, what do you do when you're not at work because you're always working? I was like, well, I have a business and this is what I do. I address different forms of oppression. I use comedy. Um, these are usually white women, white researchers. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, that's amazing. Uh, can you give me your website sure it is catered to black women that is my right <laughs> i'm gonna tell you up front yeah. you might find yourself in it and you might not like what you see you may find yourself and you may have a hallelujah moment like yeah this is the honesty that i that that is refreshing for me and i need to 
buy a card and send it mm-hmm. to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I am a big fan of get your white people. Um, I don't have white people around me. I don't have white people around me in my personal space who cannot have conversations with me about how historically horrible whiteness as a construct has been for America and for the lives right. of people. Kick rocks. If you can't okay. have that conversation with me, well, we ain't rocking. So this may be a space for you to be able to get your white people. Yeah. So get your white people. And 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 make it and live right but there is there there is a there is a necessity to figuring out i think um either way it, however it may look uh, there is a necessity to figuring out how to house how to contain and when to let go of your black rage, because the other piece of it is, my, I don't know about yours, but the container for my black rage got a hinge on it. So that means that thing can open right, up. Right, right, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a good point, having a hinge. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> that thing can open up, and sometimes it will. Mm-hmm. Now, why, it why got I a lot on it, but I don't use it. <laughs> but it does have a hinge on it, and I do use that. <laughs> All right, and what you need it for? Like, okay, okay, that was the what? factory installation. It just yeah. came with one. It came with one. You know, like, you know, like how you get coffee? Yeah, you know, you like a coffee maker that comes with them extra settings. It's like, I don't need stronger coffee. I need regular coffee. Yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, it, and, and I can't help but think about, like, the message that, somebody's president did not give, right, the adequate message that somebody's president did not give, um, and the supporting narratives around um, the dangers of counter-protesters um, and the uh, antagonizing efforts from okay, counter-protesters so, so, wrong on all sides. And I know, like, that's just bull. Like, yo, so do America you America have been known to say we ain't negotiating with trying to tread lightly here. Uh <laughs> while it is disappointing to not have complete condemnation of uh domestic terrorism. I don't have complete faith that this person that we alluding to that happens to lead this this nation is aware of that phrase or their words or like and I really don't think <laughs> I mean in, in a lot of ways such a statement requires a level of care and concern for your constituents and I don't know if I've ever put those two things together that love you know that sort of quality with that particular person um mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, for good or for bad, but that's just sort of how, like, 
when I when I hear you say that, while that is all, like that is that should be that should be the expectation. We should expect we should hold people to a high level of expectations so that they can meet those. And you know, da da da. I I've lost faith <laughs> in that even being a realm of possibility that that piece of humanness even exists in that space. Like I just I don't see it. I don't see it. Mm-hmm. That's real. That's real. I mean, that's legit. I I agree with you a hundred percent. And I'm also simultaneously uh, at yeah. the point where I'm like, um, do better. Like I'm I, like I am. Let's see. I <laughs> I did. A, I I sat in on this. This, there's this company who's like, yo, I want you to come. You wanna, and some other folks who are doing this work, um, I want y'all to come in and have a seat and talk to us about some of the messages that we have been putting out um, in the packaging of some things that we're that they're doing, um, and we're not getting a lot of, we're not getting a diverse demographic. We really want to talk to you about that. I'm like, I'm not cool, and so. I was like, I don't think y'all want to hear from me, but okay. Um, so I'm sitting here and they're asking questions specifically about, you know, um, historical black colleges and universities and why we have not, why they have not um, heard a lot of uh, interest in historical black colleges and universities to actually um, invest in uh, bystander intervention, right? This idea that if you see something, say something, or or this idea of um, just um, educational opportunities for HBCUs and how um, what violence looks like in that specific environment. This is that and the other, and so I'm sitting here and I'm looking at them side the head, and I'm like, "You want me to mm. tell you why?" Right. Historical black colleges. University ain't fooling with you. Is that what you want to hear? Let me know. Because if that's what you want to hear, I can tell you. For the same reason, I said universities, for the most part, no matter who they are, work as smaller communities. And when you have uh, communities of color that are not up for the challenge of educating uh, the majority community, right, is for a couple of reasons. For one, uh, specifically this movement that you're trying to be a part of, that you're trying to be an expert on, that you are actually working and making money off of is a movement that was created and that was sustained on the backs of black women. Um, and one thing that you have to understand until you can have a conversation that starts with this is what I have done this was wrong I apologize what you essentially have is a black woman on the other side of the door not letting your ass in until you say you sorry or until you show your knowledge you know where you have erred in your way 
and you can prove and bring receipts as to where you are looking to actively do the work that's needed to be done. No lip service. You ain't going for it. And so that's the issue that that's so for me. And so I say all that to say you're right. And, and you know, like that, my hope, I, there, there is no hope associated. Um, but I am also going to always be the one that's going to be there at the door. Like, what you want? What you need? Nah, we right. ain't got none. Right. So you do yeah. better. Yeah, and, and we need you and others as the gatekeeper. We do. We do. No um, issue. Bad. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I literally could be talking about this all day, and I know you ain't got that kind of time. Uh <laughs> so <laughs> I want I want for okay. I know you do. I know you do. But you got things to do and you got uh, people to help and you got awards to win because that's how you get down. So this is what I need. (laughs) I need you to um, either tell us um, things that you would suggest um, in terms of like, so we talked about this a little bit, ways in which going forward, people can either find their own container with a hinge and a lock that don't have no key or <laughs> um, ways to sort of manage their own self-care as they sort of balance, you know, navigate the worlds of of their nine to five and their, you know, business or whatever. Um, just some words of wisdom about... Um, how to sort of live your life and have black rage be a part of it. Um, cause it's not, cause what we're saying is that it's not black rage. Isn't something to be avoided. Um, it, it is quite a useful tool, but you also have to have a level of control over it. You can't let it sort of walk in front of you. You have to be, you know, in sync with it. Um, so it can sort of do what it needs to do. And at the same time, there needs to be like a respite from it. You need to take a break and then sort of manage yourself. And so how would you t- how would you tell the family? How would you tell black entrepreneurs how they can have that level of balance um, in their relationship with black rage in in such times as these? So I think there are so many things that I can say, but I think I can keep it to three points. Um, And this is not complete at all. And this is off the fly. Um, But I think the first thing that I would say is examine your container, right? Um, Figure out what it is that you use or you have access to where you can store these things, right? Um, Again, mine came with a lock, but I don't ever use it. If I don't feel that you have to lock it up, you can close it and not lock it. Um, Mm -hmm. 
but examine your container. There are many times ah, that you, ah, said, you, find out that you don't even have a container. And so you just out here with black rage spilling in the streets, you know? Um, and I think there's a, there's an adequate time for that. Yeah, there's an adequate time for that. I am all down for the black rage in the streets like the new mixtape, baby. I'm down for that. Like, tell me where to meet you. Uh, I'll bring the Vaseline. Like, I'm down. But, however, like, in... Right, we gotta be practical. Mm -hmm. We are um, not eating because we have no jobs. Or we are not living because we have nowhere to sleep. Mm -hmm. Right, so... Um, we do it. And, and the other thing is because we deserve these things, right? We deserve to be, to have um, a life that is built uh, with the same foundations and principles of this country as the previous folk. We also understand that the likelihood of, of us existing in that space is unrealistic in the way that other folks, we deal with things that other folks don't have to, right? Um, but there is a way for us that we should have the right to be able to be show up mm-hmm. in those spaces as we need to um, and not carry stuff that don't belong to us um, and figure out how to figure out how to use a container or even how to get a container. Uh, I think that's the first thing, like examine what you need, examine yourself, right? Where do you feel? Um, where do you feel your black rage seeping out most and how do you do the work, right? Whether that is a um, supportive structure of support folks, whether it is looking into um, those people who are in those helping professions to create coping strategies, like that is how you build your containers. Please, please find, examine, build, uh, and construct your containers. Um, I think that the other piece is to understand that self-care in the sense that privileged people offer to us is a hustle. That shit ain't real because it is offered, if it is offered to you in a way I've worked, I've worked in spaces where (laughs) I have had a to-do list that's 82, um, lines long, items long, and I give it to my, um, supervisor who is a person who um, is I'll just say is someone who has access to much more privilege than I have in a variety of ways and she says oh this is so much work take care of yourself make sure you take care of yourself and I'm like all right gear um how because as you see 1 through 48 is due today and 49 through 60 is due to so you have to so you have to and be careful that somebody is being last week but right that they're I being genuine when it, they right? say things like i don't that. know uh, maybe you should reevaluate your time clearly that's just lip but, service from that particular person but, right yeah big like i ain't got time right and so understand that self-care and Right. Exactly. But understand that the you have to create your own framework of self-care. Um, and the, the other thing that's really, really 
that irritates me is like the, the folks who like every year for Christmas, I'm gonna give you like, I'm gonna give everybody this blanket massage, right? This certificate to, you know, I'm a survivor of violence. I don't like people touching me. So how about we have a conversation about what it is that I can do? I mean, that's cute. I give it to other people. Um, but that's actually not helping me and that causes more stress on me. So it's figure out what your self-care is and validate that for yourself and also work to create a community of people um, so that this idea of joint self-care, these joint self-care efforts of accountability um, can, be, can, can be done. Um, I think the last thing that I would say is give yourself grace. Just give yourself grace. Like, this is hard. This is hard. Being an entrepreneur, being a black entrepreneur, me, myself, uh, first generation college student in my household, um, I am doing things that my family mm -hmm, mm -hmm. has never seen. I'm in a field that a lot of my family members, they're so proud of me, but they do not understand what I do for a living. Um, and it can sometimes feel overwhelming to be in a space where I don't have, like the people who are the most, who are the closest to me, who have my back, mm -hmm. who will jump up and go, like I'm in San Diego right now, if some stuff pop off and I call my mama who is in Mississippi, We'll be like, well, let me see if I can get your uncle to get in the car and I give him some gas money. No, mama, this ain't that kind of situation. Like, you can't get no gas money away from San Diego. You ain't going to make it in time. Um, but, <laughs> but having understanding that you are sometimes going to be in these spaces and being an entrepreneur on top of that, understanding that this is, for a lot of us, this is a path that is less traveled by people who are closest to us. And that compounded with everything that is going on with us and the daily assault uh, and the, uh, the outright attack on the humanity of who we are can be a lot and it can just become overwhelming and so give yourself grace to be in a space like there are days where I'm just like yo I'm finna be pissed all day you know why because right. I got that right. right I'm gonna be pissed all day to at, well to at least 335 depends on what day this Sunday I'm gonna be pissed until insecure come on and then I'm gonna be fine um but give yourself that grace in that space uh I always my, my my students, um, I'm like, yo, you can look. There's a really good place at the edge of town called Madville. Madville is where you can go and you can set cars on fire. You can just shout in the streets. You can have a good time. You go to Madville when you need to. You do not pack a bag, okay? This is a day trip. And then you leave. Because if you pack a bag and you stay there, that is going to be highly problematic to your development as a human. And we don't need that. But sometimes you need that release. And sometimes you need to be able to say, I deserve this moment. Okay. And it, it is okay I, I can't add to not be okay. <laughs> so those are the things that, so I, won't. that I would say. But I thank you for your time, friend.
I thank you for the teaching and the and the 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 light that you have just shared upon us all. I most appreciate it. Um, it's been good. It's been cathartic. I feel a little lighter after we done had this conversation because I was trying to figure out what to do with all my thoughts and feelings. So this has been really helpful. I I truly appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna bring you back. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you when you get free, because there's tons more stuff that I, I I know that you can share with us all, but this felt really timely given what's been going on, and um, I knew who I needed to talk to in such a moment. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. exercise a little more openness (laughs) and truly this episode has really been my own exercise in self-care so today's conversation with my friend Lawanda has been not only to pick her brain about how she manages black rage but it also was an opportunity for me to connect. I found in doing my solo episode of Black Rage that I needed to put into place some self-care for me. And the thing that usually works best is when I can connect with a friend who is going to understand the nature of what's going on, that's going to respond without judgment, that's going to challenge me and my thoughts, and might even remind me to take care of myself. So I found this conversation with my friend Lawanda to be me exercising my self-care. So I'm going to issue that challenge to you all. Make sure you connect with your support network. I suspect there has been some moment throughout the week in which you might have felt challenged or stressed worried and it would be the perfect time to reach out doesn't have to be anything simple it can be quite easy whether that's face to face by phone text however you do it so I look forward to hearing how you all made your connection with your support network and what you gained from that time so if you like what you hear and you want to know more, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, you can follow our movement on the website, mindingmyblackbusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages, Minding My Black Business. And we also now have a Twitter page at Minding My Black Biz, B-I-Z. All right. All right, entrepreneurs. When you're out there doing your thing and they ask you what you're doing, just let them know. I'm minding my black business. Peace and blessings to us all.